Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's Monday. Uh, the weekend has passed. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting water under the uh, weekend bridge. Yeah, boy. Um, just a little point of interest. Did you hear the latest news from the White House about their new pet, German Shepherd? Oh, no, I haven't heard that one. I knew all about his faux pas against oh, no. the Italian prime minister. Oh, that's that, old. That's, that's old news. And she, she actually took that very well. She is a bright young woman. Yeah. And uh, she didn't embarrass him. She kind of, I think, knows where he's at. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, things, but what he said was so insulting. Well, tell me what, tell me what he said. Well, wait a minute. Let me let me uh, dig up the notes here. He he said something to the effect of, uh, "I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid." You know? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I heard that, and I thought, "Wait a second. Does that mean I'm stupid <laughs> because I'm Irish?" <laughs> you know? Ah, uh, what a. He said moron. he grew up in a neighborhood where he uh, felt uh, conscious uh, that his name didn't end with an O. Oh. God, he did that again? He's done yeah, that before, you know. Yeah, yeah, he did that. And then he talked to, I guess he threw out Jill's maiden name. You know, if you he know? grew up in all the, all the neighborhoods that he said he's grown up in, he would have been moving around on a daily basis. I mean, this guy said he grew up in a Jewish neighborhood, a Puerto Rican neighborhood, an Italian neighborhood, an Irish neighborhood. I mean, this guy is all over the oh, place. Yeah. He Black neighborhood. Italian. He brought that Italian thing out. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. Hey. Uh, I, I, I married Dominic Giacopa's granddaughter. Did he know? say that so, again? No. Yeah, you know, so, hey, yeah, you know, hey, you know, I'm just oh, saying. Gosh. You know, you and I don't, be nice to me. I don't think he that was his crap. I mean, you know, I don't care if he said it once or a million times. He's a freaking racist. And no, he is an he, idiot. He's he he and he uses the same lines over and over and over again. Uh, but what I was going to tell you about what you missed yeah. was you know oh, they, they know have missed it. they have a new pet, a, a German yeah. Shepherd. Uh, the dog's name is Commander, and Commander doesn't just fetch. Commander six, <laughs> meaning sick him. Uh, yeah, Commander has attacked the Secret Service on a regular basis. One of the Secret Service agents has bitten was bitten so badly he had to uh, go to the hospital for treatment, and That's caused to put the dog down. When well, you would think so. Draws but, blood. Yeah, but you would. You know, they had another dog before. I think his name was Major. I could be wrong. Don't hold me on the dog's name. But they had a dog before, about a year, year and a half ago, that had the same proclivity. It enjoyed gnawing on Secret Service agents. And they literally don't want to be around the president right now because this dog, Commander, will attack you. And this is, and you know, nobody, well, nobody is stopping this from happening, including the head of the Secret Service. You would think the head of the Secret Service would say, uh, Mr. President, this has got to stop. The dog's got to be on a leash around Secret Service agents or uh, or be put in the kennel. Well, why is it all of their dogs have a preclusion to hate Secret Service people? Oh, that's people? such a good thing to say. I was going to get into that. That's very good. You know, they say that dogs reflect their masters, don't they? I mean, if you're oh, a yeah. mean SOB, there's a good chance if you have a dog, it's going to be a mean SOB too, you know? And people have said that the Joe Biden we see in public 
is not the Joe Biden that they see in private. I mean, they say the guy in private uh, has got a foul mouth. He's nasty to his staff. Not a nice guy. He, he's different in public. He tries to present, you know, that grandfather image. But they say in private, whew, we had a story about this about a week and a half ago, about how yeah. he was uh, being tough on his uh, on his staff. And, you know, you would think that the Bidens would say, wait a second, we're going to get a trainer. We're going to put the dog on a leash. We're going to get a trainer. We're not going to let the dog meander around the Oval Office at its will. We're going to make sure that when the Secret Service are nearby, uh, the dog is leashed. But they're not doing that. You know, and some people think maybe it's Hunter. You know, Hunter is a, he's living in the White House. Hunter is not a nice kid. I mean, I'm sorry. When you treat women the way Hunter Biden treated women, I mean, he had, he would ship women in from uh, other states to uh, demean them sexually. I mean, mm. for money, but but still, I don't care whether you're doing it for money or not. You know, whatever you, you that's a it's 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 a foul thing. You know, he would sit around taking videotapes of himself in a jock strap, literally. You know, like that was a big deal. Like he was proud of it, and he'd be smoking his cocaine uh, pipe, and uh, no shame, none. As a matter of fact, you would have thought that at some point, at least while all of this turmoil in the White House was happening, Hunter would have made a statement saying, you know, I I regret the kind of man I, I, I presented myself as uh, a few years ago. I've changed. I've gone through rehab. But he re- hasn't changed. But that's just it, Bill. You're absolutely correct. He hasn't changed. So how can you, how can you regret something that you were when you still are? Yep. You know, you can't do it. So he's a piece of crap. He was a piece of crap then. He's a piece of crap now. And, uh, well, you know, I don't know whether, uh, I don't know whether this dog situation is going to continue. I don't know how it can, how can the secret service do their job and protect the president when they have to keep one eye on his, the president's dog? I mean, you're supposed to be watching the crowd, watching for snipers, watching for people in the crowd with, with guns and weapons. And also you have to watch out for the dog that the president has got on, you know, next to him. Well, you know, maybe maybe it's time. I don't know if I should say that, you know, but, you know, you reap what you sow. Just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if uh, if you're a bad person, you surround yourself with bad things, events and people and and uh, you uh, inspire bad things. You know what happens happens. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, we're going to see where that that goes. We'll see whether uh, Hunter's dog continues to hang around the Oval Office and attack Secret Service people. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> if, woof, I, I would woof. imagine if I were a Secret Service agent, I'd be bringing a lot, of, uh, a lot of yummies, a lot of dog treats into the White House with the hope to, uh, that I would pacify the dog and he'd get to like me, uh, as opposed to a dog like, you know, they've got. Can you imagine that? You're trying to do your job and the dog is, is attacking you. The other thing that happened uh, over the weekend, I, I don't know whether you heard about this. Uh, uh-huh. This was interesting. Uh, they had And they had uh, James Comer on Maria Bartiromo's show. Oh, I uh, think I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, well, um, Comer 
Ann Maria were talking about uh, the testimony that Devin Archer is supposed to give today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened, though, just prematurely two days before he's supposed to testify, the DOJ to the rescue. Well, the DOJ did this on a Saturday. and and the which is unheard of. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was a Saturday night or something like when the mail usually doesn't get delivered. But they sent a letter to... uh, to a judge, I guess, in New York. Um, anyway, I, I have the whole thing here on tape. Let me let me let uh, James Comer, Representative Comer, explain it as he did yesterday on Maria's show. Let me get to this breaking news. I have in my hand a letter from the Department of Justice that was sent to the Southern District of New York on Saturday. Uh, by the way, Devin Archer is testifying on Monday. Do you ever see, do you usually see the DOJ send letters like this out on a Saturday? Never, never. This is the first time I've ever heard of the Department of Justice doing anything on a Saturday. So what is this letter? Can you walk us through it? Uh, The government is uh, apprising the court of the status of Devin Archer's appeal of his judgment of conviction, and they request that the court set a surrender date for the defendant to report to a facility. Uh, Please walk us through what this letter says. Yeah, the letter from the Department of Justice is uh, trying to nudge the judge to go ahead and... uh, sentence Devin Archer uh, for uh, something unrelated to what we're going to be talking to him about tomorrow. Uh, It's odd that it was issued on a Saturday and it's odd that it's right before he's scheduled to come in to uh, have an opportunity to speak in front of the House Oversight Committee and tell the American people the truth about what really went on with Burisma. So, you know, I don't know if this is a coincidence, Maria, or this is another example of the weaponization of the Department of Justice, but I can tell you this. The lengths to which the Biden legal team has gone to try to intimidate our witnesses to coordinate with the Department of Justice and to certainly coordinate with the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee to encourage people not to cooperate with our investigation, to encourage banks not to turn over bank records, to encourage Treasury not to let us have access to those suspicious activity reports. It's very troubling, and I believe that uh, you know this is a- another violation of the law. This is obstruction of justice. That's James Comer, and, you know, it's so obvious that trying to throw roadblocks in the way of uh, what's going on today, I mean, it's a desperation move on the part of the Justice Department, which is acting as interference for the president. They're trying to do everything they can to stop Archer from testifying. If that doesn't testifying. tell you that he's got them in his pocket, oh, yeah. under his control, to sit there and, and do whatever. And what would happen to this witness if, the DOJ got uh, its way where they got locked up. Oh, I'm sorry, he can't make that appointment because he's in jail now. I'm sure his health would be very good while in jail. <laughs> I'm sure. Don't eat the food. Um, it, it, don't to be me, left to roll. Don't be left alone in your room with a bed well, sheet. Let's either. talk about desperation because that's, I think, what we're talking about here. They're trying desperately to stop Archer from, from testifying. They're saying that the testimony that he does today. Is going to yeah. be, it's going to destroy the Biden administration. This is this is going to be, uh, 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 I guess, earth shaking. What he says. Well, maybe, maybe what they're doing is trying to sit there and throw this out there. You know, they want to lock him up, but you know, even if uh, they just intimidate him to shut up. Well, you know, it's not working. Just shut up over there. Yeah, it's not working so far. But you know, getting back to uh, desperation moves, uh, uh, they. You know, they, they charged the maintenance man in Mar-a-Lago 
uh, and he's supposed to appear in court today. Uh, apparently, they're saying that President Trump made the maintenance man at Mar-a-Lago destroy the security tapes. Oh, update on that. I got an update on that, too. Maybe you have the same no, update. I'll let you give the update. Okay, what well, do you have? Uh, it's very simple. Okay. The tapes were never deleted. That's so right. So it's a bogus charging story. They made the crap up. Yes, they did. It says President Trump said the tapes are there. They got them. There's no, there's no destroyed tapes. It's like, I think what they're trying to do is they figure if they can squeeze the little guy. I mean, Trump can't be intimidated, obviously. But if we can take the maintenance guy who probably makes, you know, Seventy or eighty thousand a year at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, we can squeeze him really good. We can frighten him into testifying against President Trump, and then we'll have him by the cojones, as they would say in uh, Mexico. I don't. Mexico? Yeah, I don't think no, that that would. Uh, you know, I I should have taken the radio name. I should have used the radio name Pedro Cojones. <laughs> yes, that would have been a great. It would have. It would have been big. You could work down in Tijuana. Uh, I could have run for a political office. Yeah, Mr. Cojones for Congress. You know, President <laughs> Trump, you have him. he spoke in Iowa Friday night at the Iowa Lincoln Day dinner. And yeah. then he spoke at a rally in Erie on Saturday. I don't know how the guy does it. Thank God he has a beautiful airplane. It's like flying around in a mansion. He's got a beautiful bed in there. And he's got uh, all the food amenities that a guy could want. It's, it, I mean, it literally is more luxurious, they say, than Air Force One. I mean, he, it's, it's like gold leaf here and gold leaf there inside this airplane. Whereas at Air Force One, it's a little more uh, executive-ish. Business. Yeah, it's a little business. more business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But there's no business going on in the damn plane now. No, both of the, <laughs> that's true. They're having briefings from Karine Jean-Pierre. Ew. Um, also, uh, Trump was at the Lincoln Day dinner, and he said that, uh, well, he said a lot of things. Let me tell you what he said. Let me play this tape here. In the newest echelon poll of swing states, we're trouncing Biden by seven points. In the big new premise poll, we're beating Biden 43-39, while DeSantis is losing to Biden 33-38. In other polls, I'm leading Biden by six, seven, eight, and 11 points. Well, DeSantis is losing to Biden in all cases. I wouldn't take a chance on that one. I'm leading in the primary polls by 50 and 55 percent against him and others. And a poll just came out where I'm leading in Iowa. We love Iowa by 34 points. I'm leading in New Hampshire by 35 points. And I'm leading in South Carolina by over 30 points. And that's with two Politicians running, as you know, from South Carolina, leading by substantially more than 30 points. And a poll just came out a few minutes before I got up here. And in Ohio, the great state of Ohio, we're leading by 52 points and beating beating Biden by 10 points. That's what we have to do. I'm the only Republican to win Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania in more than 30 years. And you have to win them nationwide. We flipped 200 counties that voted twice for Barack Hussein Obama, including an astounding 31 counties right here in Iowa. These are counties that never went for Republicans, and they went for me. You know, and the thing about this is President Trump wasn't the only one speaking at the Iowa uh, Day Dinner. 
It was oh yeah, uh, DeSanct, uh, De, DeSantis, DeSanctimonious. Oh, yeah. there DeSanctimonious. You go. Yes. Catch it on. Uh, DeSantis was in the back room. I think he had just spoken, and a few other candidates for the presidency were there too. And you know, President Trump, when you get into a a, a cage match with him, and I think he thinks of uh, the the election as like a cage match. There's no holds barred. It's like he goes after you. You know, think about uh, 2016, what he did to um, uh, Senator uh, Mario Rubio. Was it Marco Rubio? Mario, Mar- Marco, Marco Rubio. Rubio. Yeah. He called him the hands. He, <laughs> exactly, little Mario. Um, I mean, he he nailed uh, Ted Cruz. And the thing that was interesting was during the presidency, they got to be pretty good friends. I think. I yeah. think that Cruz and Trump actually uh, got along pretty well. You know, it, I, I'm sure that there are some scars, and it, it kind of hurts every so often to see some old videotape of those uh, debates. But in rea- you know, I think that it's a blood sport politics, and I think Trump and Cruz and Rubio and the others, they all kind of know it, you know? And it was actually better for Cruz and Rubio to have a good relationship with the president during his presidency because they got more done for their state, you know. So it was... Um, yeah, and what Trump did, you know, yeah, he's the king of uh, the barbs and doing things like that. And Rubio thought he had a great line there with the small hands. Yeah, I know. And it came back to bite him in the ass. You know, everyone's, <laughs> oh, you know, you don't mess with the king. Unless you really got something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't tease the the tiger. Do not tease the tiger. That's how Trump really got him, though, because he drew him into his circle like a sumo wrestler going, oh, you're in my my circle now. See what happens to you. Uh, So um, other things that went on over the weekend out in Wisconsin. Did you hear about this? Uh, There's a neo-Nazi group. They call themselves Blood Tribe. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah they were they were marching, marching. But see, a lot of people think they're actually a, a bunch of feds in disguise. Uh, they were at an LGBTQ pride event, Pride in the Park. You know, and I have to tell you another thing. Please, you know, look, at you can have your rights. You can be what you want. Be all that you can be, as they used to say in the Army. Do whatever be you want to do. You can but be. Maybe what would be a smart move on, on the part of... Uh, a lot of groups would be to uh, stop with these demonstrations in the park and flaunting your sexuality at every public uh, venue there is. Maybe you should just live your life and leave everybody else alone. Go about your business and, and that's it. You know, don't have the pride parades knock me out because they say it's just a demonstrating their their proudness of being uh, being gay. You know, but, but then you see these guys prancing down the street, literally. In jock straps, and in some cities now, I think Seattle last year, they were going nude, which I thought was an interesting approach, cut back on uniforms. Um, they were going nude, prancing in front of little kids and and and, and uh, saying this was the, they had this right to, to uh, flaunt their sexuality. And I think that's wrong. I think that would be wrong if they had a heterosexual. Can you imagine if they had a heterosexual day parade and uh, men and women were were uh, dancing down the street naked, flaunting their sexuality? Pe- the, the police would have wagons 
filled with uh, dancers, naked dancers. They'd be taking them away by the busload. I wouldn't want to be in that wagon. No. No, sir. <laughs> Neither would I. Neither <laughs> would I. But the thing is, if you just reverse it, you'd say, oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, if 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 people who were heterosexual did that, they you know that would be awful. But if if you're if you're gay, uh, it, it's a Pride Day parade. It's okay to prance down the street naked. It's it's great. Flaunt your sexuality. Be proud of what you have. Uh, I mean, it it, it just well, there's, it, it's amazing. There's all kinds of pride news, and you know, I I don't know that I even like to use the word pride, not as an insult against. You know, people that are gay. You know, if you're gay, but, you know, being gay is a person that they're okay with their the sex that they were born into. It's just they have whatever you want to call it, a deviation, a perversion, or whatever. Uh, their proclivity. They're, they're drawn to people of the same, the same gender. Right. Okay, yeah. the good word. Yeah, proclivity. But, uh, you know, I, what I have a problem with, okay, let's take uh, California, for instance. You know, they're, they're, you know, everybody has a beauty pageant, you know, like Texas has a Miss Texas and mm -hmm. California has a Miss Cal California. And the first time in 99 years, a transgender is now Miss California. Well, there you go. Well, they see it happened in the Netherlands last week, right? Netherlands. Okay. Miss, Miss Netherlands was a transgender, a guy. Okay. Now I forget the person's name, but there's a, a transgender I don't even I, I don't even respect the fact that you're you're a man posing as a woman, but you haven't gone to the completion. Well, that's because all my transgender. Oh, like like Dylan Mulvaney, like Dylan like Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, yeah, he's a poser, is what he is. But you got the the swimmer now that has set more records than anybody. Leah Thomas by being a man, huh? Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas by yeah. beating women out as. As a man, I think he's like six. I think he's like six four, and he still yeah. has the shoulders that he's had all of his life. And and the guy that's a guy that held records got beat by him because he's going. Oh, I'm not going to get in his lane because that guy kicked my ass. But over here, I can kick everybody's ass and take all these awards. And my personal feeling is, number one, think of that guy. Think of all the women though, all the women athletes that worked hard, tried hard, and now they get this unfair advantage by a transgender that takes them down. They have been wronged, and they've been wronged by the sport that they compete in. That sport should be sued and well, paid reparations to the We talked swimmers. about this last week. The, the, uh, uh, the swimming officials have said, okay, there's going to be a separate, uh, a separate category for transgenders. No more will transgenders be able to compete or be allowed to compete. I think it's world aquatics. I could be wrong. It's something aquatics. Uh, so you got, anyway, you they, got swimmers, you got runners. Yeah. And if they don't straighten this out and take away those records, but you know and what you don't see? Rightful person, you know what you what? don't see? I mean, if you want to be true about uh, being able to play in all your these different sports, then uh, maybe uh, women transgenders should uh, compete in uh, wrestling with guys. Or, I mean, if you're going to be stepping into other lanes, then step into other yeah, lanes. But how is a woman transgender that says she's a man going to compete against a man? But see, that's not the point. If, if guys who think they're women can compete with women, then women who think they're guys should be competing with guys too, right? Shouldn't that, isn't that the way 
in, in all fairness? Well, yeah, but you know, it, it is not fair. I mean, you know, oh, I agree, it's not fair. But look, you know, you're talking about genetics there. I mean, it's even going on in the fashion industry now. You know, there's a there's a clothing company. I forget what it is, but they're all in up in air because they uh, people are up in the air because they used a fluid gender model. Mm-hmm. What does fluid gender means? It's somebody that's going. Yes, I started out as this, but I've transformed to this. And I may go back and to as this. As I get older, and I might go back to this, but I could be this, that, or the other thing. You know, yes. let me explain something to the idiots here that you cannot change the science. Right. You, the genetics are the genetics. You can get something cut off. You can get an ornament handed, you know, attached, but you're still what you were assigned at the beginning You'll always be that, and that's how you should continue. Did you hear about the, uh, the the transgender up in Canada? Who, Sounds like a good joke set up. Okay. No, 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 no. This is this is this is sad. This is a transgender who went through the vagioplasty, and um, apparently, the result of that was he lives in constant pain, or she mm-hmm. lives in constant pain. I don't. I want to be fair. You know. I don't want to. And, and this person has asked Canada to be euthanized. And Canada, I guess they have a board that considers applications for euthanization. They denied him. They said, no, no, you don't meet the qualifications to be euthanized. So we're not going to. I guess. Do it himself or oh, well, I was thinking the herself. same thing, but uh, some people, maybe, the, maybe he figures he hasn't got the, uh, he hasn't got the, maybe it's just too difficult for him to do personally. He'd rather have it be done professionally. I don't know. I do not Where's know. Where's Kevorkian when you need him? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, but you know what? You know, people that are, are are Christians going, that would never happen in the church. This transgender stuff, drag queen stuff, that'll never happen in the Christian community. Well, hold your Bible. You know, <laughs> here we go. Bible Belt Baby. I just saw this. Number one. On iTunes, Bible Belt Baby is a drag queen whose big hit is called Good Day. But number one on iTunes is a pretty big deal. Now, I would tend to say it's probably the, uh, you know, drag queen community, transgender community that's probably fought to make this go. We can take over another, you know, encampment. Mm-hmm. Let's go after the Christians. And they're number one belt our Bible belt baby though. I mean You're saying everywhere. that a transgender has performed the song and this transgender artist has performed Bible belt baby on a uh-huh. on the Christian charts and that song is number one. Darn right. It was released on October sixth wow. of twenty twenty two. Um, took a while to get to the, the top, though, didn't it? Holy smokes. Not really. Well, yeah, that could be because yeah, um, uh, it could be that they, they've rallied behind it. You know, you can take sure. something yeah. that came out at any time. I mean, there's history. There's a history of songs that were big songs uh, out there where somebody said, that, that song should have been number one. Oh, uh, sure. And then they get behind it and play it. When I first got into broadcasting, 1967, 
I was working at a station on the Cape, Cape Cod, that is, not yeah. Cape Hatteras, Cape Cod. And uh, I, I can remember listening to a song that came into us called Get Together by the Young Bloods. Remember that song? Yeah. And I thought, this is a great song. This should be a hit. And it didn't take off. It stiffed in 1967. Two years later, two years later, they reissued it and it went to number one. So you, you, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes yeah, it, you can hang around for a while. Yeah, Sheriff had a song that way where some disc jockey said, oh, that ought to be a hit. I'm going to take it because I have the power to do it and make that song happen. There was another song from the early 70s. I remember when I was cutting my teeth in radio and it was an album rock station that I was at and they switched the format. So I saw all these albums there. And I said, what are you doing with this? Oh, they're going to go on the burn. You know, they, they go out in the dumpster. I'm going, no, they don't. <laughs> so I had them. And then I found some songs. I thought, boy, those are cool. It was funny because about eight years later, one of them, you know, I said, I got that album. That's an yeah. old album that they re-released and made the hit. So, it, you know, it, that it, happens. It wasn't its time the first time. The second right. time was its time. Um I wanted to get back, if I could, before I forget uh, that that uh, in Wisconsin on Saturday, there was this Pride in the Park, you know, and this neo-Nazi group. It's a new neo-Nazi group. Say that fast. Huh? A new neo-Nazi group. New neo-Nazi. Yes. Called Blood Tribe uh, was there in force. They, they picketed this, uh, this Pride in the Park. And I mean, they were, they were doing it lawfully, although they're walking around in the same outfits that a group called Patriot Front, which was supposed to be uh, a cover for the uh, the feds, if you know what I mean. It was like a mm -hmm. staged group, a pretend group. Uh, anyway, uh, they had the same outfits as as Patriot Front, and they were walking around with a Nazi flag. It was a swastika with a black background white swastika with a black background, and and they were chanting this. No pedals on our streets! No pedals on our streets! No pedals on our streets! There will be blood! 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 No pedos on the street. No pedos on the street. There would be blood, blood, blood. Okay, that's what they were doing, but they weren't, they weren't getting into a fight. There were no, you know... There was no, no real problems. They were screaming a lot of uh, uh, things like that. And uh, there were some people coming up, and they were yelling in each other's faces, but there was no violence, thank goodness. But you got to wonder, um, where did these guys come from out of nowhere? You know, as a matter of fact, somebody in the crowd said, uh, what, uh, what part of the government do you guys work in? And one of the guys said, I'm with the State Department. And he laughed, ha, 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 like it was a joke. Uh and, you know, you wonder, they, they just sort of materialize on a weekend at these different functions. They instigate and then they take off. And, you know, is this something, you know, should we look into this more? Should we Probably. actually try to find out where these people come from? Because we don't do that in this country. These guys show up, they cause a little trouble. They uh, demonstrate like they demonstrated, looking like they're, part of the fabric of our country. These guys don't represent anything, anything that we really uh, are as, as a country, you know, walking around with AR-15s hung over their, uh, their shoulders and black shirts 
and a, a Nazi flag, you know, Nazi flag. What organization would walk around with a Nazi flag? How would they think that would endear themselves in this country to anybody? You know, would you feel sympathetic about a group that walked around? The first thing I think of is repulsion because mm-hmm. of what, because of all that the Nazi swastika stands for. I mean, you, you think for a, for a moment. It represents the uh, uh, the concentration camps of World War Two. It represents the evil and the vile that was Adolf Hitler. Okay, you know there was a time I should point this out where the swastika represented something completely different during the days of the Romans, back in the media, you know, uh, in ancient times, the swastika stood for different things. It was kind of a revered symbol, but forget that. It doesn't stand for that anymore. Every time you see, especially in modern times, a swastika, the very first thing you think about is uh, evil, vile. You know, you, you think of uh, death. My God, uh, can you imagine if you were uh, a, a, with a, a person with a Jewish background and you live in that neighborhood and see these guys walking down the street with a, a swastika? You know, I mean, what does that say? Now this this is this something more. There's a little more to this than than we know. This is a this is a yeah. sh- a showpiece. Th- there's there's a reason why something and some people are doing this, and we should find out who they are. Yeah, psychological. Yeah, we should find out who the heck these people are. Yeah, it's a form of warfare, and it is psychological. And uh, so there 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 is a reason that they do it. There is an agenda, but I think it's. It's the psychological effect to yeah. to to uh, introduce fear into these people. Well, sad situation. Hear about William Barr? Oh yeah, I heard about this. Threatens you know. to jump off a bridge <laughs> if Trump secures GOP twenty twenty four nomination. Yeah. Do we get to pick the bridge? I know. I mean, you he know. didn't. I mean, if he jumps off like a bridge, it's like a footbridge. What does that no, do? No, 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 no. Let, let's put him in a speedo. Nobody wants to see that, and get CNN and all the MSNBC and NBC and CBS there, and have him jump off the Golden Gate. I mean, it seems foot, you know, appropriate. He said he's the one that said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Come you on. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um, he is. Uh, um. I think first thing I thought of is if Trump gets into office, what dirt is he going to really uncover on a guy like Bill Barr? Because Bill Barr, in my opinion, is uh, deep state. I mean, he's just Absolutely. he's routed in the deep state, and Trump is gonna he's gonna rip them a new um, uh, a new orifice, if you know what I'm saying, and. Uh, I think I think that a guy like uh, Barr has got to be concerned, you know, and and I hope that uh, you know if if he decides to take a bridge, it's a good one. Maybe we can get television coverage. Um, Also, let's see. uh, Again, it's been a busy. It didn't see much about the Ukraine, you know. No, well, there was some Ukraine news. I mean, obviously, uh, over the weekend they had the drone attacks. in Moscow, you know, they're, they're doing the kamikaze drones and blowing things up. So they've escalated there. Uh, you've got Belarus that's claiming that the tactical Russian nukes are in their control. They're stored there. And, you know, with the NATO threat, 
you never know what they might do. That that was really comforting to read. <laughs> and uh, well, let's see. Oh, there was this. They they showed this massive ship. It's a drone ship, and it's a ship killer that's out at sea right now. It's brand new. It's just introduced. Is it ours? No, it's the Ukrainians. I'm going where are they. I mean, this oh, thing is the massive. Ukrainians. The Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I said. Where in the hell did they get this? Yeah, but it's a it's it's a drone ship, which means there's nobody on board. Just weapons to go out and kill and sink ships. That's not that's ours. I think I read about a ship like that that we were developing. We have several of them already in this country. Drone ships. Well, then we secretly gave it to the Ukraine. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. This guy, this guy uh, is unbelievable. His administration, we are being led to slaughter. I, 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 I fear for our country. And oh. I mean, we're, we're headed towards World War III, friends. And he's going to do it. Now, you know, what was the one thing they used to sit there and pick on Trump? You know, he's Oh, he's a warmonger. No, they used to sit there and say, He's out playing golf. He's always playing golf. Oh, yeah. You know, he's had more vacations than anybody. Really? You really want to stick to that that song in the choir for the Democrats? Because mm-hmm. to date, to today, this past weekend mm-hmm. included, Joe has taken 360 days of vacation. That's five days short of a year. He's only held the office for, what, two and a half years? Yeah, so he, almost half the time he's been away on vacation. He's yeah, he's been and when he's and when he's here, it looks like he still needs to go back on vacation. <laughs> Rock on Joe. Yeah, his beach dance. <laughs> here come the cobra. Oh gosh. Here come the the cobra. By the way, that was his secret service handle when he was the vice president. And they would say, you know, when he and he liked to guess to walk around the vice president's mansion, nude. Yeah. Oh, natural. The guy would walk oh, around. A- I mean, he was obviously very proud of you know his his birthday suit. But I mean, well, they have a vice presidential mansion. Apparently, has a pool, and he'd be yeah, laying the out there. His, yeah, and he'd be laying out on the float with uh, well, it's all together. And that is it. And you know they have, not- you know they have, they have female Secret Service agents. You know that. So yeah, but he didn't care. He doesn't no. care. Cobra wants it for everybody. Cobra's on the move. I thought we thought that was a sad. Great, that was a great name for him, though. Because uh, uh, there's so many. No, things. you know that's a flattering name. You know because it's it's like yeah, you know you ought to see what he's got. It's, who cares? Well, he, he, I think that there are. There are problems with that family, and they didn't start with Hunter. I mean, no, I was gonna, I was saying the same thing. I mean, you know, there's sexual deviants, and she is too. You know, well, we you just played a tape. History. We played a tape on Saturday, right? From uh, yes, the, from about Jill Biden's uh, life before Joe. Uh, she was married before, and how she, boy, she ejected her first husband like instantaneously to. Uh, to get into a relationship with Joe Biden, you know, uh, unbelievable. And we can play that tape uh, again sometime, maybe when yeah. we're away this uh, this weekend. But um, I, I think that we have, uh, I think we have a, an issue that uh, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know whether we as a country can exist for another year and a half with this 
evil guy uh, in in office. I mean, I don't want anything anything physically to happen to anybody. Please, I don't want that. But boy, if there is justice, you kind of hope uh, justice prevails because this guy is doing some bad stuff. You know, no one talks about. I, I, I heard a. I heard a promo. I was cutting the lawn yesterday. I I I, right. I make a little deviation here from the. I was cutting the lawn yesterday, and I heard a commercial for Feed the Children or something like that. I forgot what the, the organization was, and their whole thing was to make sure that kids in poor neighborhoods had food. And I thought, wait a second, if we took all of that darn money that we're shipping over to that country, the Ukraine for bombs and missiles and tanks and uh, ATVs and all this other stuff. If we took that money and put a fraction of it into this organization, they, they would eat like kings for, for the next decade. You know, I mean, if we did stuff here with the money that we're pouring into the Ukraine, what a difference it would make. You know, why why aren't we the richest country in the world taking care of our are uh, hungriest in this country. Uh, we we should be doing good things in this country. There should be benefits to being an American citizen. And I say, by the way, American citizen. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm you know whether you are a, a, an immigrant who's come to this country and taken the courses and became a citizen, or whether you were born into this country, there should be benefits to being a citizen. There now are more benefits in the Biden administration to being an illegal in this country. Do you know that in New York City, they just signed a $450 million contract with a company? No bid, by the way, which I thought was interesting. COVID, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, right. A COVID uh, company. No, It's a no-bid contract. That means that nobody had a chance to bid for this. They just pointed at a company and said, we'll take you, and they're going to ship illegals all around the country, out of New York to other places, but they're not saying yeah. they're not saying are where they're they going. going. Are they going to infect them? Well, you know, I gosh knows. I I didn't even think about that. A COVID company because and they illegals? say there is a new strain of the virus coming, and what's around the corner? An election. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't Uh-oh. want to sit there and accuse anybody of anything. Oh, conspiracy! Not- conspiracy alert! Oh my gosh. Um, didn't think of those two dots connecting, oh, did you? I, I, my mind didn't go there. But, you know, you think about it for a second. You it's don't, beautiful. You, it's perfect. You, you can't put it past people to do stuff not like that nowadays. I mean, we just found out Friday that the Chinese had a, a lab, a big lab. Was it in Los Angeles? Yeah. I believe that where they were working on COVID, vac- uh, COVID uh, testing uh, situations. They, you know, all kinds they of viruses. Fi- yeah, they found 900 dead white uh, mice in this yeah. lab. And I guess they had all different types of infections in them, you know. And, yeah. and it's like, where are the controls? Somebody, by the way, in some high uh, position had to know that was going on. I mean, if there's a lab in, in your uh, district that's as big as this one was, it was the size of a building, you would think that uh, somebody uh, in the in like the police department knew it was there. Yeah. Now this is interesting too. Speaking of Chinese, 
apparently Chinese malware found in uh, various U.S. military systems. Oh. So maybe those balloons that fly over aren't yeah. there to gather <laughs> surveillance. Yeah. They are to send down and invade electronics, and that's why they're near bases too. Yeah, they want to get intel, but can they transmit something into a computer system? Why not? That's a malware because the intent was for di disruption and not surveillance. That, to me, is an act of war and aggression. Yeah, why not? Uh, well, but, you it know, is. And, and, and the thing is, the, the thing that I'll never understand about that, and nobody has explained it very well since it happened, but the they spotted it in Montana, I believe. Right. It had just come across the Canadian border, and they followed it as it meandered its way over all these different uh, high-security military bases. Some of these bases, it didn't just fly over them. It circled them a few times, and then it took off. And you know, see, we, we thought they were trying to suck up information, but you know, with that story right well, there. Well, that could be. It could be. You know, it, it, drop a little virus into a, into a government system. It's down to the art of war. You know, well, if you can't take on the big fighting machine, Maybe we can sit there and infect it, infiltrate it, and infect it with and you know when you when you have a, a government that is working hand in hand with uh, your enemy. I mean, because there's no other way of of being able to to explain what happened. I mean, you can't say there was a justifiable reason for not shooting that down. I've heard them say, "Well, we were afraid it would fall into a populated area." Well, I mean, give the people on the ground a little warning and have them look up and maybe they'll move out of the way. I mean, you have a pretty good idea where it's going. and uh, But the thing is, they let it meander all, over all these different military bases. And then when it was off the coast of South Carolina, somebody said, well, maybe now's a good time to knock it down. It served its purpose. It dropped, as Bill said, it may have dropped... Uh, all of its different uh, computer viruses and all Packages, of our systems. Yes. Yeah. It's Santa Claus, China Claus. Yeah, gosh. You here know, comes China Claus, here comes that's China the one Claus. we know about. Yeah. That's the one. How many balloons flew over our country and we never had anybody comment about them? Hundreds, maybe thousands. Yeah. Um, other thing that's uh, going on uh, in Chicago. The, mm -hmm. the residents of Chicago are getting a little fed up with the illegals that are moving into their neighborhood because not, they're not just moving into the neighborhoods. They are harassing and bullying the people in the neighborhoods they're moving into. Listen. Many of these residents say they no longer have any tolerance for the disruptive behavior by those seeking asylum here. It's making them feel unsafe. They disrespect us, yeah. they rob us, yeah. they harass us. Yeah. And their patience yeah. is wearing thin. Let me say this, they got one more time to deal with it because otherwise next time they deal with it, they're going to deal with it from the streets. We're going to take over it. Nobody's going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do to them. Much of the residents' anger was directed at city officials officials in attendance, including 20th Ward Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor, Chicago Deputy Police Chief Stephen Chung, and Family and Support Services Commissioner Brandy Kanazi. At one point, police had to intervene, breaking up an argument during public comment. God bless those people. They, they don't deserve this. I mean, they, you know, and it always seems to happen in the poorest neighborhoods in a the city. They shove them into places where they figure, eh, we'll stick them in the poor neighborhood, right? Um, 
these people have a right to live in peace and with security. And when you shove all of these illegals into a neighborhood, you're just shoving trouble into the neighborhood. They don't deserve that. They pay mm-hmm. their taxes. They have a right to live in peace. Uh, I don't. I, one guy said, "You do it one more time, and you will be taking our. We'll be taking this to the street." Um, you know, when President Trump had, as we believe, uh, had the election taken from him in 2020. I know there's people out there going, "Oh, there he is, an election denier." Well, I happen to think if it's, if it's the truth, you talk about it. You know, I think it happened, but. Um, we talked about what happened in Brazil. Remember what happened in right. Brazil? Yeah. Um, uh, there was a, a guy named Javier Zahir Bolsonaro. He was the conservative. They called him the Trump of Brazil. And yep. he was a shoe-in to, be the, to win his re-election. Except, surprisingly to everybody, it seems like uh, the same thing that happened here happened there. The election seemed to for no good reason, go to a guy named uh, Luis Lulu da Silva. And uh, this guy da Silva is a socialist. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? That guy, yeah. Yeah, he's a socialist. And um, so over the weekend, he did something which the guys in Washington under this administration would love to do. He, uh, uh, he decided to... Uh, control firearms and the sale of firearms. So the new law that he initiated prevents civilians from acquiring firearms and prohibits citizens from buying 38, 40 caliber, 45, uh, and 9 millimeter caliber guns. Also, they ban the purchase of semi-automatic firearms. I mean, if you have if you have like a 22 where you pull the trigger, bang, bang, every time you want to fire it, you pull the trigger, bang, 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 that's called semi-automatic. You know, and that's considered. Oh, that's a that's a bad thing. You now you have. How to, fast can you make your finger go bang bang bang? I have, you know, handguns. I have the handguns well, you know, that look like you know other things, but they're still handguns, and lo- you got to go click click click, yeah. and you only got ten rounds we fought, at the most. We fought wars though with uh, uh, we had to use uh, the bolt. On the side to 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 load a new a new uh, yeah. bullet is you know a lot of guys got really good at it so you you hit the bolt you pull it back you slide it forward and the new rounds and you fire the gun you do the same thing that wouldn't be considered semi-automatic but well, if, under his rule it probably is well you know that's true that is Brazil and it's, and it's different but you know so what kind of weapon will they allow I guess they'll allow twenty twos. They probably will allow pellet guns, slingshot, BBs, you know, in in Brazil. But uh, I can for 150 bucks, I can get an automatic BB gun. What a waste that uh, is! <laughs> what a waste. Well, I don't that's know, like throwing you know, that's like throwing sand at somebody. <laughs> I don't know. You get the hollow point pellets. You know, you could do something. Well, yeah, but uh, well, pellets are different. Pellets are different than BBs. BBs are round. Pellets. What are they? One seventy seven caliber uh the little pellet guns uh if you have enough pressure behind them they can be dangerous they can yeah, they can true. break skin um you got anything else you want to uh, pass along there my friend before i jump into the next story uh go to the next story i was just going to talk about maricopa county well you know what you're talking about elections you know and they're saying that all the glitches that they had 
mm-hmm. you know, with everything and the election, everything. It was the printer's problem, you know, the printer. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course and it the is. printing company is going, yeah, so, wait, stop this bus. No, 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 no. But, you know, they're going to blame it on anything that they can. I'm so uh, sick just, of Maricopa County. You know, we had that counting. About, after the election, they had a count. They had an audit of the ballots. It was on yeah. television. Everybody thought, oh, my God, this is it. We're going to prove we're going to prove that it was stolen. And they did an audit, and they showed that there were irregularities. And do you know what happened when they showed all those irregularities? Absolutely, positively nothing. The big goose egg. Yeah. Nothing. It's I amazing mean, how that works. And by, that, by them ignoring the facts, they can go, where's your proof? Uh, we just put it in front of you. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, where's your proof? Steve Bannon had an interesting idea. I think he thinks he likes, he's toying with the idea. Steve Bannon is toying with the idea of uh, President Trump bringing RFK Jr. into mm-hmm. his administration as a vice president. Although he doesn't really know how that would work. Here's what he said. The new, the term, and you have a flood of books in, in articles, the Atlantic's all over this, all the, remember, the New Yorker, the Atlantic, they're the railhead of the thinking of the secular progressive left. So the reason we highlight there when it's there, you see this starts from they're, they're all over, what's the term they're all over? Christian nationalism. Christian nationalism. A Christian nationalist is a domestic terrorist in their eyes. Yep. This is what they're gonna be all over and they're gonna to try to cow Christians from not just voting for Trump, but being associated in any way with Trump. That's all upon us. They understand in the in the coalition that we have in MAGA that the traditional Catholics and the evangelical Christians are one of the central parts, you know, along with veterans and, and parents' rights groups and, and others, you know, economic nationalists, populists, all that, that they're one of the center critical mass of our movement and the ability to return, not just simply Trump to the White House, but to return their ideology to this government. If you think it's going to be easy to do this, it is not. It's doable and very doable. The hardest part is actually governing. Winning the primary, if we don't fall into the Murdoch trap, President Trump stays disciplined, his team stays disciplined, and do not fall into the Murdoch trap, because Murdoch's laid a trap out there for you to try to stop you, thwart you, or change you along to their neoliberal, neocon policies. If you don't take that trap, and then we stay maniacally focused in the general, particularly as, remember, the firestorm of the lawfare start next spring with him if you can walk through that which you can do you can walk through that fire which you can do and i think get 50 55 percent or more of the country and i think if somehow it worked out you could get kennedy as a running mate and i don't know that is far from even technically can happen because of the structure of the democratic republican parties and ballot access and all that you can get 60% or higher in the country and win a massive landslide and bring the House and, and the Senate and really have a governing majority like we had in 16 to 
you stop that, you know, they debank, they deplatform, they shame, they make sure you're going to get fired, all of that. Think about how they would run this country. Go back in time to 2021. The hunt for domestic terrorism, you know, the thousands are going to put in jail and everything they're going to do, debank people and deplatform people. Look what happened to um, Nigel Farage in England. Coots, the Bank of the Queen, and Nat West, both chairmen, gone. Why they lied and they specifically went after him because of Brexit and his association with Trump and his association globally with the populist nationalist movement. There's nothing they will stop at because they're in a war to the knife for their own pro- the promulgation of their belief. Steve Bannon, you know, people forget that he has a very successful podcast called War Room. But uh, he was an advisor to President Trump. He's a he's a smart guy. He's very politically savvy, uh, and he thinks that uh, I guess he's interested in a Trump RFK Jr. Uh, candidacy. I I don't know. I th- I think that there are people in this in this coming administration. You have to have people who are totally on your side, who are totally going to back your your efforts. Uh, there can be no equivocation, no vacillation. And I think there would be with RFK Jr. I like him. I think he's an honest guy. But, I mean, his views on a lot of things are different than mine. And I think they're different than Trump's. I could be wrong. I think somebody like a Carrie Lake. Are there differences that could be, uh, yeah, Carrie Lake. I think a Carrie Lake who has shown her loyalty and her unity would be a terrific vice presidential candidate. But is there is there room for uh, coming together? Because the only way you can make something like that uh, work is for the two of them to dismantle the Republican and Dem- right. Democrat Party That's right by thought, saying, yeah. we're going to become independents. And yes, we will run together. We've worked out these differences to where certain things are on the table, certain things are off the table. And they dismantle okay, what has become the woke. There, does it make it harder for them to be uh, on the uh, ballots uh, in in the twenty twenty four election if they're independents? Do they have to jump through a lot of hoops with, with a new party or as independents? I mean, right now they're they're you know Republican and Democrat. And they'll be well. I think the I think the Democrats and the Republicans would unite then and sit there and become the the evil that they are and say uh, they have no standing in these states. Right. They cannot run. They would that's they right. would do that. But I think people would see that, and you know that's where you know we have been on the cusp of uh, of a revolution for a long time. At some point in time, something is going to tip the cart over and all hell's going to break loose. Hope not, but I'm just saying, you know, who knows what it's going to be, when it's going to be, and where it's going to be, and what it's going to be over, you know? I think part of hell is freezing over. I want to tell you why. Over the weekend, um, something interesting happened. Uh, A contributor at CNN, a CNN contributor uh, on State of the Union, actually went after Hunter Biden and went against other panelists. Actually, actually kind of sided with um, with us. Here's, here's what he said. You got to hear, this is CNN. But Scott Jennings, the president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete 
scumbag on this and other issues. Right. The, the ignoring his own daughter the, for four years and the president of the United States hanging up a stocking for the dog I mean, the daughter, and not for his seventh grandchild. We can also have sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction. Let's right. keep this conversation right. respectful. I, 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 listen. I, I totally agree. And you know where I'm from? A lot of families deal with addiction. And you know who ends up picking up the pieces? The grandparents. And in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge this little girl. It is offensive. But the bottom line is... But they have now. The poll... Oh, what a hero. The polling must have been yeah, brutal. Just the polling sure must have been brutal. No one ever questioned. I'm sorry. That, that host on CNN, someone should kick her in the gazinga framus because she doesn't... She is such a shill... For the uh, the left, I mean, she says you have to have uh, sympathy for people with addiction. I mean, hey, cut it out, cut it out. This this guy has gone to rehab eleven or twelve times and failed, and he continues to fall down, and he continues to make a mockery of uh, of of the White House. I mean, he's there, he's living there. We have anybody, a, a, a drug addict treated. in the White House. Anybody that treats addictions will tell you this: you gotta want to have, you gotta want help to get help, you gotta want to get to get over what you've got to do it. So, you can't feel sorry for somebody that doesn't care. Hunter's had plenty opportunities to get well. He's she, been in rehab love how many she, times. This this Cassie Hunt, I believe her name is, the host at CNN. She had to interject. You know when, when the guy said. Uh, uh, they won't accept their, their granddaughter, you know, and, and she interjects, well, they have now. Well, whoopee do, <laughs> whoopee do. Finally, they, have they really? Oh my God. Finally, after like the little girl's going to be five and they, they were getting a lot of bad press. So finally they issue a statement to the world that sort of says that they're accepting Navy What's her name? Navy Roberts. They wouldn't let her yeah. use the Biden name because the Biden name was too controversial and it would hinder her. They said, "Oh, gag me." That's BS. Gag me. Hey, uh, my friend, we've done it again. Another show in the can, man. Um, if you want to, if you want to uh, uh, get in touch with us, maybe as an advertiser, we're looking for the right advertising partners. Uh, you can contact us at eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. We would appreciate you getting in touch with us. Uh, although we are not manning the phone sitting there all the time, it is automated, but we'll get right back to you. Mm-hmm. Because we're that kind of guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to leave you hanging. You know, we're going to get back to you. So I know, Bill, uh, all weekend long you've been sitting around saying, boy, I really wish I could say my ending because it means so much oh, to me, and I'm, and know, I'm so I, good. I stand, I stand in front of the mirror in the bathroom. Do you? Well, not only do I practice the ending, I, I also go self. You're a beautiful man, and the <laughs> mirror agrees with yes. me. It winks uh, back and what nods. A, what a handsome man. I don't know what where handsome, you came from. <laughs> I don't know where the cracks in that mirror are coming from, but uh, it, it does tell me cracks at all. Yes. I think there are cracks in the mirror. It could be wrinkles <laughs> or anything like that. Well, anyway, uh, this is your opportunity to uh, express yourself as only you can. Have a great, have a great day, my friends. Yeah, you do it. Hasta la vista, baby. We are out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.
These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>